0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDIC. coming to you from classic city the capital of the bulldog nation it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard georgia fans in the country here are your hosts tyler and charlie What's up guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you, of course, by our great friends at my bookie. I know we had a little bit of a rough patch earlier in the season here on the on this pick show, but guys, we're on a heater right now, so you want to make sure To go to mybookie.ag right now. If you don't already have an account, sign up for a brand new account so you can take advantage of all these winners that Charlie and I are about to give out to you guys. Just go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code UGA to get a 50% bonus, or you can avoid the playthrough by using the code 200Cash to get a 10% cash bonus added straight to your account, no strings attached. So jump in on the action while you still can. But all right, guys, I am your host, Tyler, and back with me once again for our week 10 i hate the sound of that week 10 does not sound great but here we are week 10 picks of the week is the star of the podcast my intrepid co-host charlie charlie how are we doing did you enjoy your trip to jacksonville
1: oh it was lovely
0: it's not the um it's not the greatest part of town uh i think i've decided that uh, this 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 might is this gonna insult people i think this might insult people i feel like there's a you shouldn't say it there's a certain element in jacksonville that um isn't something that i want to interact with is that fair to say sure yeah i mean not everyone there's a lot of fine people that go to that game but there are also um some people that's like oh my god i'm I'm getting too old for this man uh but yeah i'm still gonna go always gonna go it's always a great trip uh yes downtown jacksonville is a um it is tragic how bad that place is maybe one day they'll actually build that entertainment area they keep talking about but not there yet but
1: well you know you mentioned you're getting older and you did celebrate a birthday this past I did. week.
0: So Turn thirty one.
1: As my liar.
0: No, I've never lied once in my life.
1: As my gift to you, I have created a spreadsheet. No. I have.
0: Are you are you serious?
1: I might even well like an I, actual like
0: spreadsheet for the pics. Yes. Just, but I am
1: not gonna go back and backdate it. However, That's this fine. Is, this is my gift to you, but I will still be keeping my notebook
0: that defeats the purpose charlie
1: no i like my notebook
0: okay fair enough you do you all right so like happy meeting thank, Be- you. thank you thank you charlie that's it's a gift. charlie thank you so much i've been i've been desperately wanting this for a while i think our listeners probably want this because i'm not sure that the handy dandy notebook there, your trusty notebook is always a thousand thousand percent accurate but it's mostly accurate right
1: well i could also just like mistype something unless you go in and do yours
0: <sighs> i guess you're right charlie I, I guess there's no perfect answer is there
1: Nope,
0: but I guess we'll do two ways, right? So that way, if we get your notebook, we got the spreadsheet, then we're we're always gonna have the picture, right? Right? That's the plan.
1: That's the plan. Hopefully,
0: hopefully. All right. So, I, I mean, Charlie, I I don't have the notebook in front of me. We didn't have the spreadsheet last week, but I know my picks were I think really good once again. So I know you had the final tally there. So how did uh, how did last week turn out for us? All
1: right. Well, after going eight and three last week, you did yourself one better with a nine and two week. That's seventeen and five over the last two weeks. I think we can call that a hot streak.
0: Yeah, Troy, I'm sorry, I to take off my uh gotta take off my sweatshirt. Here it's hot in here, man. On these pick show, We're we're just on fire here, baby. Let's go. You're sorry. lame. Excuse so me. you are yes. a total
1: of fifty seven and forty eight overall, but Mr. Parlay did come up one leg short with the UCF uh they, Knights. Yeah, they, threw, they Yeah,
0: four turnovers. Once again, when UCF loses games, so, they yep, yeah, that's what happens.
1: They do it they do it well.
0: Well, I mean they, they've still not won a Big 12 game. Um, they should have won about three of them, but they cannot stop t- turning the ball over, so there's they're that. They're just
1: adjusting. You know, let them yeah, give them time yeah, to Yeah, I adjust. mean,
0: talent-wise, they're pretty much kind of there. They just do dumb things. Yeah,
1: well, they dropped a home game to West Virginia. You're now 6-4 and four with Parlay, so still positive. You went 1-2 and two in your upset specials. You hit on Arizona over Oregon State. You missed on Mississippi State over – or excuse me, on Mississippi State and Purdue – and that makes it five and eleven in upset specials.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm still, I'm still plus units there because I've hit on some, some of the big ones. So yeah, I mean, I would like to be closer to five hundred the upset specials. I've missed on a couple of those for sure, but um, I mean, we got close. I mean, I hit the Arizona one. What else did I miss? Mississippi State. Ah, that wasn't especially close. What else? Purdue. Purdue. No Purdue. Purdue. That was that was bad. That was just straight bad. So I don't have any excuses there. Just bad. But hey, nine and two, Charlie. Let's go. What is that? I, mean, I suck at math. So nine. Plus eight, right? The week before, that's seventeen. Three plus two, five. Seventeen and five, Charlie. Yeah, I just said two that. week, two week run. Did you? Yes. I know you did. I'm just saying. I'm showing you I can do math.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I went three and three last week, which makes me thirty four and twenty seven overall. I also missed my parlay by one leg. Washington State dropped a home game to Arizona State, and I did not see that one coming. Yeah, I
0: didn't either, Charlie. I have a win total in Washington State, and that was when I was counting on them winning, and they didn't. We're still looking good, though. They, they won. They beat Wisconsin earlier in the year, which I didn't think they were going to win. So it kind of count, counteracts that. But, yeah, I didn't see that one coming.
1: Yeah, I'm 3-6 and six on parlays. I missed my upset special with Kentucky coming up short against Tennessee, and that makes it 2-6 and six in upset specials. Yay! What are your thoughts yeah, on Yeah, specials week?
0: are hard. It was a great week, Charlie. I mean, it's one of those weeks I, coming into the week again, I didn't, like, my first initial glance at the car, at the, at the slate, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how many of these games I actually like. But, of course, as always, I end up having, what, 11 bets and a couple upset specials, and I felt really good about it. And, like, it, you know, I go back to what I said last week, guys. That week, The couple of weeks where we were um, not doing so great, when we were hitting that little bit of a rough patch, it's just balances going against us. I liked most of those bets, but the balances are going our way now. I feel good about what I've seen from these teams. I know all these teams. I've seen just about all of them multiple times now, and I, I think this is the part of the season where we usually kick it into high gear. So uh, I think we're going to extend this winning streak, or this hot streak, uh, to another week.
1: All right. Well, you ready to hop into this week's slate? Let's go. All right. Well, Georgia returns home following its latest beatdown of Florida this weekend. To put its 23-game home winning streak on the line against the Missouri Tigers in a key SEC Eastern Division matchup, Missouri is 7-1 overall and 3-1 in the SEC. They will be looking to take the lead in the SEC East standings by upsetting the Bulldogs between the hedges. The Tigers almost pulled off the shocking upset last year in Como, and this is a much better Missouri team with quarterback Brady Cook and wide receiver Luther Burden. If you haven't checked out Tyler's um, preview, the preview yeah. episode, go check that out. He talks about the offense for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, they've been f- performing very well. Dynamic it, duo. Yeah.
0: They, they've been one of the best duos in the league, for sure.
1: Yeah. The dogs are favored by 15 with the point total set at 56 and a half what's your take on this game
0: well before i go because i know I, okay briefly if i'm brief again what are we talking here five minutes what do i get charlie I mean, like, put me on the timer five minutes five, minutes? Done a whole episode five minutes charlie
1: make the people go
0: listen to i the think i'm episodes. physically incapable of only talking about a georgia football game for five minutes probably i will give it our best shot before i go though do you have a, a lean i know that you always feel like you get it wrong when it comes to our games but do we cover this one
1: I mean, I think we certainly have the potential. It's definitely um, an advantage to have it at home. It's at 3.30, so the students should show up, so it will be louder than if it was a 12 o'clock game. Um, We've covered
0: two of our last three after not covering any before that.
1: I think it's very possible that we cover, but when I say that, then we won't. It just, yeah. you know.
0: I, mm. Basically, it's like, can we win by 17 or more? Because yeah. like 15, that's just a, a random number, whatever. Yep. 17 or more. I think that we can do that, Charlie. We are we are 17 plus better than Missouri. Doesn't mean that we'll win by that much. We know how this works. Depends on how the team comes out, obviously. But Mizzou, guys, Mizzou is Better this year. They pushed us last year, as I said on the recap on the preview episode. They pushed us last year, and this is a much better Missouri team this year, as Charlie just said. But here's the difference this year, guys. They have our attention. Last year they did not. This year, at seven and one, three and one in the league, the winner of this game will take the lead in the SEC East standings. They one thousand percent have our attention. And you put that on top of the fact that they did play us so closely last year. They have our attention. And let's think about this, guys. Teams that have our attention don't beat us. When we are motivated and we are focused and we are dialed in, we don't lose, especially against teams that can't match up roster-wise. Like, you know, Bama or Ohio State. Bama beating us in the 2021 SEC title game or Ohio State pushing us to the brink in the Peach Bowl last year. That's one thing because those teams have rosters that can can match what we have. It's very, very comparable. Mizzou ain't that, guys. They are much better, but their roster is not at a Bama, Georgia, Ohio State type level. It's just not there. So when a team like Missouri, who can't match us talent-wise, has our attention, let's go back to, I don't know, Tennessee last year? All the hype, number one, in the in the first college playoff rankings, that rare one-versus-one matchup, all the crazy smack talk that all the Tennessee fans were talking, all the doubts out there saying that Georgia wouldn't be able to, to stop the Tennessee offense, there's no way we could score with them. Remember all that, guys? Well, when a team like Tennessee, who doesn't have the overall talent that we have, has our attention the way that they did last year, what happens? Yeah, we beat the hell out of them. That's what we do. When a team like Kentucky earlier this year, remember all that, guys? Not that long ago, about a month or so ago, after we get 200-plus to Auburn on the ground, Kentucky runs for 330-plus against Florida, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Kentucky's going to beat Georgia. They can't stop the run, the matchup, Ray Davis. And we come to that game when they have our full attention, and what do we do? Yeah, we beat the hell out of them, and we might not beat the hell out of Missouri, but history tells us that when teams have our attention like this, we come out swinging, and we dominate the football game. But back to what I was saying about Missouri, Charlie's right. Missouri is a good football team. They are better than they were last year. They did not accidentally find their way to 7-1. and one. They won those games. They earned those wins, and they've beaten some good solid football teams to get to 7-1. and one. But the issue for Missouri is that we are just better. It, it's that simple, guys. Everything that Missouri does well, Everything that makes them a good team, everything that got them to seven and one, we just do better. Brady Cook's been awesome, guys. He's been a different guy. I laid this out in the preview episode. If you haven't checked that out, like Charlie said, go check that out. I spent like 30 minutes talking about the Missouri passing game and how good Brady Cook has been. But as good as Cook has been, Carson Beck's been better. We're fourth in the country right now in passing offense, 334 yards per game. You wouldn't think that coming to the game the way that people talk about Missouri and how they're throwing the football. And they are throwing the football really well. They're top 20 nationally, but they're not as good as us. 17th nationally, 294. And we've been better against conference opponents. And what we're talking about Missouri's passing game here let's talk about this real quick yes their passing game is really good Brady Cook's playing at a really high level much better significantly better different guy than he was last year Luther Burden is one of the best receivers in the entire country he's playing an all sec level for sure potentially an all-american level the way this guy's going he's 100 yards away from a thousand yards already he's been lights out for them but I do think their passing numbers are, are somewhat misleading when you factor in who they've played they have not played a passing defense worth anything. Middle Tennessee State, 102nd nationally in pass defense. Kansas State, 78th nationally in pass defense. That's about the best they've played. Memphis, 85th. Vandy, 117th. Kentucky, 103. South Carolina, 130. They have not played anyone with a pulse against the pass. Like, they haven't. I mean, LSU's probably, I mean, LSU's not even really good good against the pass, and that's the best that they have faced. Well, we will clearly be the best pass defense that Missouri's faced. We're top 15 nationally in pass defense. So, there's that. We'll see. We'll see how this pass game fares against an actual, legit pass defense, against a real defense. I'm sure they'll still do some good things because they do throw the ball well, but this will be their, their biggest challenge. And look at yards per play, guys. Again, Missouri's really good. Yards per play offense are 17 nationally, 6.7. We're better. 6 nationally, 7.2. Scoring offense against the SEC, Missouri's at 34 points per game against SEC opponents. We're at 40 and a half. They're good, we're just better. Now, the biggest advantage that Missouri has in this game, at least statistically from a matchup standpoint, is their red zone offense versus our red zone defense. They are first nationally, they're scoring points on 97% of the red zone trips. We are 100 defensively in red zone scoring percentage. That is a big matchup advantage in their favor. But here's what kind of mitigates this a little bit, guys. Yeah, we have not been good stopping teams from scoring once they get in the red zone, especially scoring touchdowns. It's been just ridiculous. But we have allowed the fourth fewest red zone trips in the country. So you gotta get to the red zone first to actually have a chance to score in the red zone. So that do I do I do think that somewhat mitigates what is statistically, maybe the only real advantage that Missouri brings into this game. So, you know, that's a massive advantage maybe for them, but maybe not if you factor in that we just don't let teams get in the red zone. Missouri has been explosive offensively. They're 20th in the country in plays of 20 or plus yards on offense. They're good. We're better. We're 13th. We also don't give up in explosive plays. We are ninth nationally in plays of 20 or more yards allowed. Missouri has given up a lot of explosive plays with their really aggressive attacking style defense. They're 85th nationally in plays of 20 or more allowed this season. They run the ball well. We run it better. You get what I'm saying here, guys. Missouri is good. We just are better. This is the best team that we have faced to this point this season. I, I, will, I will readily say that. Kentucky was solid. Missouri's better. I mean, Missouri beat Kentucky on the road in Lexington. Florida's good, solid, decent, right? But Missouri's better. Florida's got to go to Missouri in a couple weeks, and I think Missouri's going to win that football game. This is the best team that we have played to this point. Will it be the best team that we play all year once we have all 12 regular season games played? No, probably not. The Ole Miss might be a better football team, probably better football team. But Missouri, at, right now, is the best team that we have faced. But again, my point is, while they are good, we are just better. Now, I will feel really good about our chances. I feel really good about our chances regardless. And I've actually, it's one of these weird games where, you know, usually the, the closer we get to a game, the, the worse I feel, the more nervous I get. This is not one of those cases. I feel, I feel really confident here. I was nervous, you know, the past couple of weeks about this game. And I, the more I dug into it, the more I went back and watched their games. I've been watching their games all year, but I really dug into it with a fine-tooth comb. I feel like the matchup savers in this game, I feel like we are going to be able to take advantage of Missouri's aggressive attacking style defense in a way that we haven't, we did not last year. Blake Baker, the defense coordinator, that was his first year at Missouri last year. Now we've seen it, right? I'm sure they'll have a few tricks. They're coming off the bye week, which is concerning to a degree, but as I always say with the bye week, it's more of a factor when it's two teams that are relatively comparable in talent, and I don't think that's really the case here. It certainly doesn't hurt them. I think it's somewhat of an advantage them coming off the bye week, and Eli Drinkwitz, guys, I mean, he always throws a trick player or two out there, so just expect that expect something crazy. But, you know, one of the questions that we got asked on the other episode is, like, how do we always seem so prepared for trick plays? We saw that against Florida, right? Well, we have a really good coaching staff that prepares our team, and we play a really disciplined style of football, offensively and defensively. So that really helps us against those kind of trick plays. But I think if we can pressure Brady Cook, that is the key. He's been really good when he's got a clean pocket. When he gets pressured, like most quarterbacks, his numbers are significantly worse. But his numbers are especially bad against pressure. He throws off his back foot. He makes poor decisions. He kind of panics a little bit. So that's the key. So let's, let's continue this momentum that we had from the Ford game, being able to pressure Graham Mertz into this game against Missouri, if we're able to do that, then I just don't see how Missouri is going to be able to beat us in this game, and they're probably going to score some points, this is a good offense, but defensively, while they are aggressive, they're going to take some chances, and Carson Beck has been so good, he's been pretty good against the Blitz this year, I think we have a chance to get some explosive plays, both in the run game and the pass game, and at the end of the day, I think we're just going to uh, put too many points up on the board, I don't think Missouri is going to be able to match our point total in this game, I think that we're going to be able to attack this Missouri defense in a way that we we didn't really do much of until like the fourth quarter last year. So yeah, I I really like our chances in this game. I think we're going to win the football game. You know, fifteen is a weird number. I would lean towards Georgia covering this game. I think in this spot, all eyes on us. Three thirty, right? League in the Alabama LSU game. Again, when teams have our attention. We usually come out and beat the hell out of them. And that's what history tells me. I'm a history guy. So you know what? I'm going to put my faith in history and say dogs win and cover the 15. But let's not put it on the card.
1: All right. You ready to move on? Was
0: that five minutes? Four minutes? I think it was like three Uh, minutes, right?
1: Definitely not. But do you want to take a break?
0: Yeah, let's do that real quick, Charlie. Good idea. All right, so my bookie guys, again, like I was what I was 17 to 5 last week. Charlie's been hot all season long. We're giving you guys winners. Like we are seeing the board well right now. All you have to do to take advantage of all these picks is go to mybookie.ag, guys. It'll take you 60 seconds, maybe if that, and sign up for a brand new account. You got two options for promo codes, guys. They're trying to give you guys some cash, help you out a little here. Use our code UGA to get a 50% bonus that is going to have a little bit of a playthrough, but a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So if you want to avoid the playthrough, bookie gets that. They want, to, they want to make sure that they have options for everybody out there. You can also use the code 200cash to get a 10% cash bonus up to $200 added straight to your account. No strings attached. You just bet your deposit and boom, that's your money to withdraw and do whatever you want with it. They've got a ton of betting options for you guys, a ton of live lines. They've got the new cash out early option for you guys to take advantage of. They've got a ton of prize pools are going on all the time. They got a casino you guys can jump in and dabble in if that's something you're into. So, MyBookie, guys, trust me, it's the best sports book out there. Jump in on the action while you can. MyBookie.ag, promo code UGA, or promo code 200Cash so you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped.
1: Well, this time next week, we will be talking about Ole Miss heading to Athens in another big SEC matchup. But first, the Rebels will be hosting Texas A&M this weekend in Oxford. Ole Miss is coming off a bye, while the Aggies are coming off a 30-17 to victory over South Carolina. Way to go, Aggies. I,
0: I was watching that game at the bar before our game last week, and what an uninspiring win. Like, South Carolina's bad. Charlie, South Carolina's only a 15-point favorite over Jacksonville State this week at home. <laughs> And they just they couldn't put them away. I, I don't know. A&M just does not got it this year.
1: Yeah, Lane Kiffin has once again been doing what Lane Kiffin does all week, making offhand remarks about Jimbo Fisher and Texas a and I see
0: re- that little smile when you talk about Lane. I see it. I see it.
1: If you remember, last year Jimbo called Lane a clown during the offseason after Lane mentioned A&M in connection with NIL. And then when Ole Miss went into College Station and beat the Aggies, Lane couldn't help but take some sarcastic jabs at Jimbo. Just, you know, it's always nice to laugh.
0: You, Lane's though, you love him or you hate him, guy. And I know you love him. You're I love firmly him. firmly on that side.
1: So, obviously, no love lost between these two coaches and programs. Believe it or not, with only one conference loss, Ole Miss is still technically alive in the SEC West race. They need LSU to beat Bama and need Bama to drop another game. But... They're still alive.
0: Unlikely, but, I mean, not impossible.
1: Yeah, Ole Miss is a three-point favorite at home. This is a noon game, I believe. It is a noon game. Noon game. What's your take on this game?
0: Do you have a play on it?
1: I do. I am going to take Ole Miss in this one.
0: I agree with you, Charlie. We're on the same wavelength. I think we had a couple of the same picks last week, didn't we?
1: We had a few, I think.
0: Yeah, well, we're starting off with that again this week. I I like Ole Miss in this game, Charlie. I do think this could probably be a pretty close game. And you have the case where like Ole Miss could potentially be looking ahead to the matchup in Athens. But I mean, A and M that's that's a big matchup for them. This is not a game they traditionally win. They did win it last year in College Station and won a close game there. So Ole Miss is going to be focused on I I don't think there's, there's going to be a look ahead spot for them. They're also coming. It's not a bye week, but coming off a game that's variable, which is like a I don't know, I mean, a glorified bye of sorts, I guess. But this is an interesting matchup. So you have the number three rushing offense in the SEC in Ole Miss versus the number two rush defense in the league in Texas A&M. A&M also, I don't believe in their secondary. I don't because they were terrible last year and they were bad to start this year. I mean, Miami torched them. Tyler Van Dyke torched them early the season. But their numbers have improved lately. I think it's largely a function of the fact they just have play teams that can't throw the football. I mean, they played Auburn. yeah. Auburn can't throw the football, South Carolina can't protect Spencer Rattler to save their freaking lives, they played Alabama, who we know cannot throw the football, they hit a couple shots against them, I still don't really trust the AM pass teams, even though they're technically they're number one in the SEC in pass team. that's not what I see when I actually watch them, so I think Ole Miss might be able to hit some plays on the field, although Jackson Dart's not a, a prolific passer himself, but I think the AM can't score. That's the thing here, Charlie. I don't think Ole Miss. I think there's gonna be a lower scoring game. I kind of like the under. I, I kind of I was thinking about leaning that way, but I'm gonna stay away from the under here because this also could be a game where Ole Miss just like goes wild. It could be, I guess. But I do think the under is a solid play. What was the What was the point total again, Charlie? Pull that up for me. Fifty three and a half. Fifty three and a half. Oh man, Charlie. I'm talking myself into this. All right, we got a two for one special here, Charlie. Two for one special on the fly here. A little adjustment, a little audible. Give me Ole Miss minus three. Also give me the under 53 and a half in this game. Cause I I do think that this is a not a great matchup for the Ole Miss offense, but I just don't think AM can score. I don't trust Max Johnson. They have really good receivers, but Max Johnson is just, I mean, he is as average as you can possibly get. I mean, they struggle to put 30 points on the board at home coming off a bye against a a just a, a not good South Carolina team, but a South Carolina defense that's just decimated by injuries and is not talented anyway, so I know the Ole Miss tradition, you think Ole Miss, man, bad defense, they're not great defensively, they're still, they're much better than they have been on defense, so I like the under here as well, Charlie, I think Ole Miss is going to win the game, I do think it'll be tight, I think it'll be a relatively low scoring game, but give me Ole Miss to, to eke one out here, minus three at home, coming to Athens with only one loss next week with another massive matchup in the SEC, and I We'll also take that under.
1: All right. In the last SEC primetime game on CBS, Alabama and LSU will be squaring off in Tuscaloosa in a game with major SEC Western Division and college football playoff implications. The Tigers knocked off the Tide in Baton Rouge last year on a last-second two-point conversion to effectively eliminate Bama from playoff consideration. LSU has only won in T-Town once in the last five tries, but with Jaden Daniels and the LSU offense operating at an elite level combined with the year-long struggles of the Bama offense, the odds makers see this being a close game with Bama as a three-point favorite, but it also seems as though they're expecting a high-scoring affair with the point total at 61.5.
0: I know Ole Miss can score. Or I know LSU can score, Charlie. That, doesn't that seem like a high point total when you can factor in the Bama defense? I think that's high.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I. I don't. I don't like that point total. I mean, maybe I should hit the under there too. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk myself into that. Do you have a play here, Charlie?
1: I am going to go with LSU plus three.
0: Charlie, here we are again. Second pick in a row. I'm right there with you. I've got LSU plus three here, Charlie. In fact, I don't want to spoil it, but there might be a little uh, upset special happening a little bit later where I will bring this one back. But look, guys, this is a classic great offense versus great defense matchup. All right, In the way that college typically works, the great offense, more often than not, unless we're talking about like a historic level defense, tends to win out, right? Like we were, let's go back to 2019. We were really good on defense in 2019. Well, what happened? We played LSU in the SEC Championship game. Yeah, they put up a lot of points because great offense beats great defense the way the rules have been really formatted to help offenses. And obviously, the offensive explosion, the revolution we've seen with RPOs and all those things, right? So I know that LSU's defense is not good. I know that Bama's defense is awesome. I understand all that. I get that, guys. But LSU's offense... I don't know if everyone understands. I know people probably think that they're good on offense. Do we understand that LSU leads the entire United States of America in total offense, yards per play offense, and scoring offense? We are talking about... A ridiculously good offense. They run the ball well. They got Logan Diggs now coming over from Notre Dame, which was kind of one of their weaknesses last year outside of Jane Daniels. They didn't run the ball well, especially from the running back position. Now they got Jane Daniels, who's electric with the ball in his hands. That guy is insanely athletic. And you got Logan Logan Diggs is more of like the pounder between the tackles. He's a really good running back. He's really improved their backfield. You've got two dominant elite receivers in Malik Davis and Brian Thomas. You got a really good athletic tight end and Mason Taylor, a good solid offensive line that took their lumps last year when they had two Russian playing at the tackle position. This LSU offense has very few weaknesses I mean, Jane Daniels is playing Carson Beck, I've been talking about all year Has been awesome But he hasn't been as good as Jane Daniels Jane Daniels has been just absolutely bananas this year This guy has been on fire really from week one So this LSU offense is a different level In the Bama offense, guys It's just not good They're so inefficient This is the craziest thing that I have seen in a long time So you guys know, I, I, I mentioned this to a lot yardage differential, yardage margin, right? Bama is typically, at this point in the year, they're plus like 1,500, right? They're one of the best in the country. Not this year, man. Bama's plus 500, guys. They're only outgaining their opponents by 500 yards. They are not blowing anyone out. I mean, Arkansas is horrific, guys, and Arkansas had a chance late in that game in Tuscaloosa to win that game. Now, maybe they were overlooking Arkansas. Obviously, they're not going to overlook LSU. It's going to be a night game in Tuscaloosa. I get all those factors, I just don't know if they're going to be able to score enough. I know LSU has issues on defense. I know especially their secondary. But is this Bama offense really the one that's equipped to exploit those deficiencies in LSU's back end? Really? Are they? I know that Jalen Milrow has a great arm, and he throws a good deep ball when guys are running wide open. So yeah, there might be some cases where LSU blows coverages and they got some guys running wide open. Sure, maybe. But how often is that going to happen? Down to down, Milrow is so inefficient. And LSU in the front six is actually pretty decent. They have some talent there, especially on their defensive line with Wingo and uh, and Mason Smith. I think that they can load up against the Bama run and force Milro to actually beat them with his arm. Maybe he can do it. I just don't think that... And, those, and those, they'll give up some explosive plays to Bama. They will. I just don't think they're going to give up enough explosive plays because as good as the Bama defense is, when LSU can run the ball and throw the ball, they can run the ball from the quarterback position, from the running back position, they can throw the ball to a multitude of different weapons outside... They are so hard to stop, and I and it's really hard. Like I know the Bama can pressure you. It's hard to pressure Jane Daniels with his elusiveness and his ability to escape. It's really, really tough. In fact, it kind of takes away your aggressiveness because if you get aggressive and rush up field against him, you create running lanes, and that dude will gut you when you do that. So I think LSU is going to cover this three. I know it's a tough spot. It's a tough place to win. I get it. I get it. But this is, I think. People who are thinking that LSU can't win this game, they're thinking that Bama, they're thinking of like traditional Bama. This ain't vintage Bama, guys. This is a Bama that's plus 500 yards on the year in their yardage margin. That is not a Bama team. That's not. That's not Bama-esque, okay? That's like, I mean, that's like Kentucky-esque, guys. Like, that's what Bama's doing right now. But they're Bama, and they have this long winning streak, or I guess they had a long winning streak. They're tough to beat at home. And so you say, oh, yeah, they're going to win this game. I don't know, man. I know LSU's got some problems on defense. I get it. I just think right now, most of the time, you can't say any absolutes here, but more often than not, great offense beats great defense. And I think LSU is just dynamite on offense. So give me the Tigers in this game. I think they win it, Charlie. I actually want Bama to win because I think that we match up better with Alabama. LSU scares me more than Bama because the way they can score points. I mean, this is an LSU team with a one-legged Jaden Daniels for only half a football that put up 30 on us last year in the SEC title game. And I know that some of that was garbage time. I get that. But man, LSU's offense is uh it's tough. And they won't be able to stop us probably. We'll probably outscore them. But we'll have to outscore them. I don't think we'll have to outscore Bama. I don't think they're going to score that much against us. So I want the Tide to win. I want to be wrong. But I think the Tigers are going to win this one.
1: All right, we have two games left on the slate for this week. We're going to go outside the SEC footprint um, with a conference and imp- with a game that has conference and playoff implications, excuse me. Fresh off of a road loss to Kansas, the Oklahoma Sooners make the short trip to Stillwater to take on rival Oklahoma State in the last edition of Bedlam, at least for now. With OU moving to the SEC next year, after a rough start to the season, OK State has turned it on and is currently in a five-way tie for first place atop the Big 12 standings. Oklahoma is also one of those teams tied in the top of the standings. These two teams hate each other, and with OU just leaving the pokes hanging in the wind with their covert move to the SEC, this one is going to have a little something extra to it. Oklahoma is favored by six in this one.
0: They are the six-point favorite. I man, Charlie, do you have a play?
1: I do not. I'm not touching this one.
0: I wanted to stay away from it but man this is going to be so fun. This you're right Charlie. The last addition the Bedlam at least like you said for now. I mean we'll see. I mean I'm sure they'll renew it at some point kind of like AM in Texas it reminds me of that. But Oklahoma State is not thrilled obviously with how that went down. They're going to come out firing man. Now I would I would like their chances better if OU hadn't lost to Kansas last week but I also don't think OU is some dominant team. I don't want to call them fraudulent. They played well enough to beat Texas in that one day. I think Texas is a better team overall. I think if they played 10 times, Texas would win six or seven of them. Hey, OU won that game on that day. But I don't think OU is an overwhelming team. Oklahoma State struggled out of the gate, guys. They had some major issues. They didn't know what their quarterback situation was. They were playing three different guys. The dude that's playing running back for them right now, Ollie Gordon, who is probably the best running back in the country. I mean, this guy's five straight games over 100 yards, two straight over like 250. He wasn't playing much. It was it's just it was insane. But they came out of the bye week and they fixed things, they settled on a quarterback, they settled on Ollie Gordon, and now like they can't be stopped, man. They are running all over team. So I really I don't know, Charlie. I want to put this on my card. Um I'm I'm gonna stay away from it. I'm gonna stay away from it. if I lean some way, I would go Oklahoma State plus six here. I have questions still about their ability to throw the football. They're competent enough with Alan Bowman, who's like a ninth-year senior throwing the football. He's been in like four different schools. It's been insane. But Ali Gordon, man, that dude. If you haven't watched this guy play, he's not as quiet, He's not as big as Derek Henry. He reminds me of Derek Henry, just a big physical guy with like long, long legs, a long strider, and he's just dynamic. I mean, he's got good speed, but he's just so powerful. He's got great vision. He has been unstoppable, guys, for like over a month. So I I would lean Oklahoma State. I'm just not confident enough in a rivalry game with OU coming off the loss to put it on a card.
1: All right. One more game. We head to the West for the last game on this slate where the struggling USC Trojans will be hosting undefeated Washington in a huge Pac-12 matchup. USC has two losses and has come very close to having a few more. But they still only have one conference loss, so a win over Washington would have them still positioned very nicely for a berth in the final Pac-12 title game. Washington is undefeated, but they have looked shaky to say the least following their big home victory over Oregon a few weeks ago. Do you have a play on this game? I do not.
0: I don't have a play on this one, Charlie. I have a... uh, not a win total, but I have... A ticket for Washington to win the Pac 12 and a ticket for Washington to make the college Ball playoff. So I am interested in this game. I have enough stake on it or enough skin in the game here. So I'm not going to put it on the card. I, I would glean Washington. I, you, give me Washington, Charlie. Put it on the card. Put it on the card. I, I'm going a, I'm to. A, USC is. They're terrible. They. Well, not terrible. They're just not very good. They're awful on defense. I. I've, you've been hearing some rumors that there's kind of some dissension in the locker room there. Lincoln Riley's maybe some ways losing the locker room. And they're out of, they're still in, in the race for the Pac-12, but they're out of the college football playoff race. And there's even been talk about Caleb Williams maybe potentially just go ahead and shutting it down for the year. That's toxicity, man. I know this is a big game for them. I don't think they can stop Washington. Now, Washington has not been good. You're right, so they have struggled really the past couple of weeks outside of that Oregon win. And they probably shouldn't have beaten Oregon, but I don't think that USC that defense I don't think they can stop Washington I really don't now Washington's defense is not an elite defense but they're still pretty good Caleb Williams is not like Caleb Williams against good defenses and Washington I guess we can call him a a solid defense but against good teams Caleb Williams doesn't show up guys he's not good he really just absolutely destroys terrible teams like he really stat pads against teams like that so I I don't know I think that Caleb Williams is going to probably have a big game a good game here I think that USC is going to score some points I don't think they're going to score enough because I don't think their defense can stop anybody right now I think there's some culture issues there I think Alex Grinch is essentially a dead man walking I think their defense knows that and I think they've kind of shut it down I really believe that I think USC that's what happens if they're out of the contention if they can't reach their goals they're going to be a CFP team this year and that's out of the equation it ain't going to happen I think Washington has everything in front of them in Washington, they haven't played well lately. They, they got outgained by Stanford last week. But that kind of thing can get your attention. Washington might be one of those teams that they just show up when the when the lights are bright. And that might well be the case. But you know what's going to happen this weekend, Charlie? The light's going to be bright. And I think Washington is going to win this football game, stay undefeated, and stay on track. to Maybe cash those tickets for me.
1: All right. Well, that's the regular slate. You want to take a break real quick? Yeah,
0: real quick. Let's tell our friends about our wonderful friends at alumni hall i gotta give my man josh stevens a shout out josh just went and uh, he actually sent me um a tweet showing me his new alumni hall gear josh knows what's up guys be like josh you always gonna be like josh josh is the man so be like Josh at all times, but definitely be like Josh, and go to Alumni Hall and pick up the latest best George gear. Guys, it's cold right now. We know this. I was running this morning. and almost died. Um, I wasn't ready for that, but it was great. After I got running, it was fine, but stepping outside for a minute, woo, boy, it's cold, but you know what? It was all good because I had all my Georgia cold weather gear, and Alumni Hall had me taken care of. They're going to have me taken care of at the game this weekend, they're gonna have me taking care of the game next week and The rest of the season, Knoxville is gonna be about minus four degrees, but it's all good. I got no worries because Alumni Hall has got me covered, and they'll have you guys covered too. So stop today inside the Etchbridge Shopping Center. It's just past the Acorn Connector coming off three sixteen. So if you're coming into town this week, easy way to stop in. It's right there, really quick, convenient. They're open at eight a.m. They'll be waiting for you guys bright and early. But if you can't make it, all good. You can just go online, alumnihall.com. It's a great, easy shopping experience, and they'll treat you really nice there. When they ship it, they'll get to you quickly. They have a nice little touch in there for you guys. So make sure and do yourself a favor. Do it for yourself and shop at Alumni Hall because that is where the Bulldog shop.
1: All right. Well, I'm sure you have more picks than I do. I have seven this week before we get to parlays and upset specials. So I have five. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 You have seven?
1: Lucky seven, I guess.
0: The first time all year you had more than six?
1: No, I think I've had more than So six basically
0: before. what you're saying is my two-week hot streak has got you scared, shaking the boots. you no. got to add a few more picks on there.
1: Absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. All right, so where do you want to go? I have Big Ten, ACC, Pac twelve.
0: Hit up that um, hit up that yeah, SEC. What'd you say you got?
1: Big Ten, Big Ten, ACC,
0: ACC, Pac twelve, Pac twelve. You can go. stay in
1: the SEC though if you want.
0: Well, you, you gotta. You want me to go first? Sure. All right, let's go. I got one more in on the SEC here. Let's go Florida. Let's go to Gainesville. The Gators will be licking their wounds after the latest beatdown. They are only a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Arkansas, who might be maybe the second-worst team in the league. Charlie, do you get that line? What is going on?
1: I think they're just assuming Arkansas wants to die. Arkansas
0: is coming off a bye week. Maybe Arkansas has nothing to lose. I don't get it, man. And Usually when you see weird lines like this, like somebody knows something I don't know, and I usually stay away from those lines, but this is too tempting. Florida, less than a touchdown at home against Arkansas? I don't know, man. Yes, Arkansas has come off the bye week. There's that. They did fire their OC and Dan Eno. So maybe there's the unknown factor. What are they going to do offensively? Going to try to do some different things and go back to what they were doing more under Kendall Briles and actually, actually, you know, run your freaking quarterback who's 250 pounds. I don't know. Actually use the guy the way that he was used to the point that people are talking about him as the best quarterback in the SEC coming into the year. I don't know. Maybe you should do that. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know. But Ford is a better team. Florida's a better team. I feel like Arkansas given up. I think Sam Pittman, Charlie, your boy, I hate to say it. I think Sam Pittman's dead man walking here. I, I was reading this, Charlie. I didn't realize this. I, I was reading this this week. So Sam Pittman, if he makes it through the end of this year and doesn't have a winning record since, since he signed his extension a couple years ago, they can fire him and his buyout goes down by like $5 million. I think they're just waiting for him to lose out, basically. Oh,
1: yeah, they want to save some money. Yeah,
0: I think that's what's happening here. So I think the team knows he's dead man walking. I think the fan base knows. I think Sam probably knows. Sam's smart guy. He gets it. They've lost six in a row, guys, including the most recent one, a 7-3 barn burner. To Mississippi State at home with a backup quarterback who can't complete the forward pass. So I don't know, man. I don't get this. Maybe it's the the unknown element here that's got the line a little bit lower. But Florida's the better team. Florida's at home. If the Swamp is what people say it is, then Florida's going to win this game. And they're going to win this game by more than touchdowns. So give me the Gators minus five and a half. I'm done with Arkansas. Now they're my mortal enemy. So yeah, I can't say go Gators, but you get the sentiment.
1: All right. Do you have any more SEC takes? That's it. All right. Um, let's go to the ACC. We're going to go to your least favorite team. Also in the state of Georgia, Georgia Tech.
0: I consider it myself, Charlie.
1: Only a two point dog at Virginia.
0: Georgia Tech has been good to me this year, Charlotte. The single most, the most amount of money I've won on a single bet was still a Georgia Tech money line to beat Miami straight up. So they've been good to me.
1: I'm going to take your tip and I'm going to take Tech plus two.
0: Tech plus two. I like it, Charlie. It's a good pick. I think Virginia's the only thing the only reason I'm staying away from that is Virginia's also playing better. I do think Tech has more overall talent though. I do. I think they have a better quarterback when he's not turned the ball over. Haynes King is more talented. Yeah, I like it, Charlie. I'm not gonna go with it because I just they're there's tech's so inconsistent. So when it's a spread that's that tight, I just don't trust them enough, so I'm going to stay away from that, all right, let me, so you did ACC, I got I got one in the, A, two in the ACC, all right, so I'm going to go Florida State, Charlie, they, uh, they, they gave me some money last week, Charlie, I had them over 37, I want to say, against Wake Forest, and they hit that, I'm going to take FSU, I'm going to ride that train again, give me FSU over 35 against Pitt, Pitt, guys, just got 58, dropped on them by a very average Notre Dame offense their coach after the game was talking a lot of trash about their players basically saying we lost a lot of good players last year we thought we replaced them but um yeah we were wrong and it's like oh okay it's like that coach not a good look there and Pitt's given up 30 points per game in ACC play. Florida State scoring 37 points per game in ACC play. This is, uh, Pitt's done, guys. They're about two wins in the year. Florida State's got everything in front of them. Now, Florida State does tend to sleepwalk through games like this, but I said the same about them last week against Wake Forest. But I felt strong enough to go ahead and put it on the card and put the money on the line, and it paid off for me. I'm gonna do the same thing here this week. Florida State's just so much better. Pitt is, they're done. They've given up. Their coach is talking trash about their players. they got 58 dropped on them by a very, very, very average Notre Dame offense. So give me Florida State over 35. We want go one more in the ACC?
1: Um, I also have a play on the FSU game. Do it. Um, I'm not taking the over like you are. I'm taking FSU minus 21 and a half.
0: I do like that too, Charlie. I really consider that. If it, I don't like the hook. The hook's scaring me away. If it was 21, I'd be all over it. But uh, I like it. I don't hate that one at all.
1: All right, what's next?
0: All right, I'm going to go one more ACC play here. Let's go down to let's go to Boston College Syracuse. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles plus 3. This is a Vibes play. This is the ultimate Vibes play. Guys, Syracuse, they're first off, they've had so many injuries. They've been decimated this year, especially on offense. But they have not surpassed 300 yards of offense since September 23rd. I did not misspeak, guys. Let me say that again. Syracuse has not surpassed 300 yards of offense since September 23rd. Yep, it is uh, right now it is November 2nd, so it's been a minute, right? In fact, Syracuse has scored a combined 34 points over the last four games. It's been a three-game losing streak. BC has won four straight. Vibes play, right? BC's right there on the verge of bowl eligibility. They win this game, they are bowl eligible. They have a really dynamic little dude at quarterback named Thomas Castellanos. He's a he's a good passer, but he is crazy electric as a runner. They just they have the ability to score. Syracuse cannot score. They simply cannot score it's Garrett Schrader and nothing else they cannot do anything on offense defensively they're fine they're okay but I think Castellanos has got enough juice in him to put up points that Syracuse cannot match I think the vibes again are on on BC side here right there on the verge bowl eligibility which I, I mean I think their coach would have been on Jeff Hathaway would have on the hot seat if they didn't do that this year but hey they're right there so they got some positive vibes heading their way give me Boston College plus three
1: all right, you want to go to the Big Ten? Do you have any Big Ten players? Oh, yeah, i got a couple. All right, I am going to take Nebraska minus three at Michigan State. Did you see Matt Rule this week?
0: No, what did he do? I missed that.
1: He had a motivating speech. I think they're ready to go. I think
0: he's a good coach. He does yeah. a really good job building programs. Yeah,
1: I think, and Michigan State, I mean, they're just...
0: They're it, they're playing a second string a third string core they're rotating them back and forth they're just spiral
1: yeah. so yeah Nebraska hey, they're, they're gonna hire your
0: guy Urban Meyer Charlie oh
1: don't say that anyway how how do you hire Urban Meyer I you mean I don't, don't think care they
0: will. about lo you want to win
1: but you're gonna fire a coach and then hi- for that and yeah it, hire it, yes Urban Meyer. It but also sense. Urban
0: Meyer doesn't have like the actual like charges against him he's just done some stupid things on like social media
1: Nebraska minus three at Michigan State
0: okay I don't hate that don't hate that all right I'm gonna go I got a couple big 10 plays here I'm gonna go let's go oh yeah Charlie let's we got about this one what a game what a game here Northwestern give me the Wildcats plus five at home against Iowa if you guys haven't seen this this is the point total when it was released. I think it's gone up on a couple sites. When it was released, it was released at twenty nine and a half, which is the lowest point total for a college game in history. That's what we're talking about in this game. What a beautiful game. This is football, baby. Iowa is so bad, guys. Iowa is so bad on offense. It's almost impossible. It's like you have to try to be this bad. Their offense coordinator, Brian Ferentz, has resigned. He's going to stay with the team throughout the rest of the year, but he's dead man walking. It's kind of just a weird situation. Iowa has gained the fewest total yards in the country, guys. They are 133rd nationally. That's dead last in the country in total yards gained. They are still the only team in America that has not cracked 2,000 total yards of offense. To put that in perspective for you guys, Iowa right now, through eight games, is at 1,859 total yards. Georgia has totaled 1,646 yards in our last three games. That is what we're talking about, guys. This is epic levels of futility on offense. Now, Northwestern ain't good either. I'm not saying Northwestern's good. good. But, hey, Wildcats are 4-4, guys. Like, they're doing a little something here. I'm actually mad at myself. I was going to take the, a wind tunnel bet on them in the preseason and go over three and a half, and I would already hit that, but I'm an idiot and didn't do that. The whole scandal thing scared me off there. But even while they're not good, they've made a quarterback chain. They've gone to this guy named Brendan Sullivan. They've won 2-3 or three with him. He's a dual-threat guy. He's a decent passer, but he's a good runner. They've been fairly strong on defense all year. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're smelling ball eligibility. And, guys, Iowa is reeling with Deacon Hill at quarterback. So Kay McNamara, the guy that came over from Michigan, he's out for the year. Deacon Hill has played the last four games for them, and it has been so bad. Here's his numbers, guys. throwing the football the last four weeks. 10 of 28, 116 yards. 6 of 14, 37 yards. 6 of 21, 110 yards. 11 of 27, 115 yards. What I'm telling y'all is there's a reason the point total would open at the lowest ever, ever. I don't know if Northwestern going to win. It's Iowa's defense is still really, really good, but you know what? Another this is another vibes play, man. Give me Northwestern plus five here, Charlie.
1: All right. Do you have any other Big Ten plays?
0: I got one more. All right, let's go. Let's go. I don't. I uh, yeah, Michigan cheaters. We don't want to bet on them, but we're gonna have to, Charlie. We want. We want to put money in our own pockets here. Give me Michigan team total over forty-one. The Wolverines have scored 45 or more in four straight. They're playing Purdue. Purdue happens to be dead last in the Big Ten in scoring defense and second to last in the Big Ten in total defense. This is the kind of team that Michigan is just going to steamroll. That's what they do against teams like this, and they're going to do it again. It's going to be Michigan over 41 team total.
1: All right. You want to go out west to the Pac-12? Sure. All right. I am going to look at the Oregon State-Colorado game. I mean, colorado everybody thought they were gonna be great now it's just starting what happened to that hype train charlie like the wheels are falling off i'm gonna go with oregon state minus 13 and a half at colorado this is a late one that i won't be able to stay up for so dvr baby
0: that's what dvr is for i'll have
1: to check that on sunday morning
0: all right charlie you know what i think this is the third pick that we are aligned with this week is i also have the beavers is that the best mascot in college football
1: Quite possibly,
0: beavers, gophers. What else is up there? Beavers, beavers, gophers, beavers, beavers. What if there was a beavers? There's not. Uh, Cornhuskers is good. The Big Ten has a lot of good mascots. You got the gophers. You got the cornhuskers. You've got. The boilermakers. Beavers might take the cake, though. I mean, they might. They might. All right. So yeah, I got Oregon State. me the Beavs. Minus 13 and a half. Colorado. You're right, Charlie. I mean, there's not much to say about this game. This is just a physical mismatch. Oregon State's just a lot better. And they are the type of team that's just going to run the ball right down Colorado's throat. And also, Shadir Sanders has been banged up all week. He hasn't been practicing much, if any, at all this week, at least according to his dad, according to the Mr. Prime himself. And I don't know, man. Like they, they can't protect him. They can't protect him. Even when he doesn't get sacked, he just gets killed out there he's getting mauled Oregon State's got a good attacking style aggressive defense so yeah I'm with you Charlie Here, give me Oregon State minus 13 and a half I know it's in Boulder but like whatever give me give me the beeves
1: all right I only have one pick left so anything else you need to talk about
0: yeah I got a couple more here let's go I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anything all right I got a couple big 12 plays here I'll just run through these real fast give me UCF they let me down with my parlay last week that's the one leg I missed guys they've been so close They've been so close to winning a Big 12 game, and they've just screwed it up every time. This is their chance. This is their opportunity. UCF minus four against Cincinnati on paper. If you look at the stats, you might think, oh yeah, Cincinnati, because you know they, they do a good job stopping the rush, stopping the run. But UCF runs the football really well, and this is the league's top rushing offense versus what was the number one Big 12 rushing defense last week, coming in last week, but... Cincinnati got 300-plus dropped on them by Oklahoma State. Kind of exposed there. And Cincinnati just can't score, guys. They they can't throw the football. Emory Jones, you remember that guy right at Florida, his third school he's at. Just, he ain't it, man. They don't have it offensively. Again, UCF's been so close. They've shot themselves in the foot. John Rice Pumley is back. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to win this game. I think they'll win it by a touchdown or more. Cincinnati is just a a bad football team. So it's going to be UCF minus four. Stay in the Big 12. Let's go Kansas State plus four, Charlie, against Texas. Kansas State has a two-headed monster at quarterback right now. Will Howard is the guy that led them to the Big 12 title last year. He was the guy to open the season. They have this hot shot freshman named Avery Johnson, who's a dynamic threat with his legs. They kind of alternate them in and out. They do a really good job of that. They're hitting on all cylinders right now. They're, they don't have great receivers, but they run the ball really, really well. They've got a good, solid physical defense. That's what Kansas State does. They're really well coached. Texas is a better roster. That's unquestioned. We understand that. But Texas is going to be out without Quinn Ewers. And Malik Murphy last week in his first start did not look very inspiring. This this is a game that's at Texas that certainly helps. But K State's playing really good football. They're hot right now. Texas is not playing great football right now. It's another vibes play for me. Give me Kansas State the way they're running the football. No Quinn Ewers. Give me the Wildcats plus four on the road against Texas.
1: All right, my last pick is an under.
0: And an it under, comes Charlie.
1: From the
0: academy. Oh my god, you had to do it. I it's do. It's so low, Charlie. It's, so, it's low, so low. But
1: I can't not do it.
0: It's so low. It's nice. I've I've always been with you on these picks. I don't think I can follow you on this what one. What actually Thirty one and a half.
1: 31 went. and a half. It
0: went up. What's it at now?
1: It's at 31 and a half, okay. but it started Yeah, you're right. at did. 29. Did it? I think so. I don't know That's if I what saw I that. Read somewhere. Okay,
0: maybe you're right. I didn't see that.
1: So Maybe I'm making that
0: up. No, you're probably right. Totally you're probably possible. right. Army's very bad this year.
1: Yeah. So Army is playing at Air Force. I'm taking the under, which is 31 and a half.
0: Oh, Charlie, I want I want to. They this is this bet has been good to me. The unders, the service academy unders, have been really good to me. 31 solo. and I don't want to. I don't want to put another loss up there. Ah, Char, I think Air Force. Air Force is really. Air Force might like be the G5 representative in the New York New Year Six this year, Charlie. They're pretty good. Uh, man. All right, I'm gonna go with you. I'll do it. Oh my god, I don't like it, guys. I don't like it. Thirty-one. Like the the uh, the books are catching on to this, Charlie. They're catching on to this. So these point so At some point, we're going to get to the point where it's like it's too low, and I feel like we're there this time. But let's ride it until we're wrong. Let's do it. Let's ride until we're wrong.
1: You don't have to do it. I
0: know, but it's fun.
1: I didn't ask. It's fun. You to. It's fun. I didn't it's tell fun. Tell you to.
0: It's fun. Let's go with it. It's fun. I have a good time with it. All right. I actually uh got a couple more, Charlie. I missed I didn't think I had any more SEC plays, but I do. Give me Kentucky minus five at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is dead last in the SEC in scoring offense, guys. They're only averaging 16 points per game. Will Rogers doesn't look like he's going to be playing again. In fact, it looks like they're going to be playing a true freshman quarterback at times in this game. So that's not a recipe for success. I know it's it's in Starkville. Kentucky hasn't been great defensively. They've been honestly disappointing on defense, but... I don't think that Mississippi State going to be able to score enough in this game. Kentucky actually found something. They actually found their passing game. They threw for over 300 yards in their last game against Tennessee, so I think Kentucky's kind of getting it together offensively. We saw what I thought we would see all season out of Devon Lear. We saw that last week against Tennessee, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come. I need Kentucky to win this football game. Minus five. I'm getting Kentucky under a touchdown. I'm going to take that, even if it's all on the road, so give me that all day. Uh, I think that's yep 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 okay one more i got a g5 play got my weekly g5 here play here charlie fresno state minus three at home against boise fresno state won a big game last against unlv those are two teams at the top of the mountain west end it was a really hard fought game good game really good game i love watching these mountain west games good football out there fresno state won it um they've got a guy speaking of ucf mikey keen was ucf's backup the past couple years he's now at Fresno State. I know you see Boise State and you're like, oh yeah, Boise is going to win the game. It's not the Boise of old, guys. Fresno is 7-1. They have wins over Purdue and Arizona State, who are two bad P5 teams, but they won on the road at a Power 5 place twice this year, right? It's a good football team. It's also a matchup that favors Fresno State. Fresno State has the second best pass offense in the league. Boise State has the second worst pass defense in the Mountain West. Ashton Jonti is a really good running back for Boise State. I don't think it's enough, though. Give me Fresno State. represent the Valley. Give me that version of the Bulldogs. Minus three.
1: All right, let's go to parlays. I have a four-leg parlay for plus 150. It includes Duke over Wake, Penn State over Maryland, Auburn over Vandy, and West Virginia over BYU.
0: I like that, Charlie. I think that's a winner for you. I think I got a winner here too. Give me Florida over Arkansas. Utah over Arizona State. Louisville over Virginia Tech. And then also let's wrap that up with Kentucky over Mississippi State. That comes out to plus 235. Uh, should I give you guys a big one there, big winner this week? So yeah, that's my parlay.
1: All right, my upset special is, well, I was going to take LSU at Bama because I think that LSU can win that game, but I'm not putting that on my card because, well, I'm just not. So Great I'm, reasoning, Charlie. Well, I'm going to take K-State over Texas.
0: I like that one. I actually might like that one better. Maybe I do like that one better. You know what, Charlie? I like them both. Give me LSU over Bama. Give me K State over Texas. But, Charlie, I'm not done yet. Give me Northwestern over Iowa. Also, give me Clemson over Notre Dame. In fact, Charlie, let's add that to my card Clemson plus three. Give me, put that on there. Clemson plus three. Clemson plus three. I know that, you know, I'm sure everyone, did you see this, Charlie? Dabo talking to Tyler from Spartanburg. South Carolina, did you see that? Yes. Oh my God! What did you make of that? Uh, I like, talk about like, feel, I mean, I, I think he was justified in like being upset with what the guy was saying, but in a way. But also, I like, talk about also, narcissism, dude. Just like, like, like don't come do on. A
1: radio show if you don't expect
0: idiots. Oh, well, it's part of the con. Like, and I will say, like, okay, you are getting paid like 11 million dollars a year. Like, you can feel like people aren't appreciating you, but like. You get paid $11 million, man. You, that's what you get You get paid to deal with this. Like, that's part of the deal, right? You just, that's what you get paid for. So, whatever. Uh, Debo is just, he's fine. He's whatever. But I think Clemson is better than the 4-4 four and four record. I know they are, guys. I've watched them play a lot this year. They have shot themselves in the foot. They have fumbled the football more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. And also, not, not just fumbled it, but fumbled it in, like, scoring situations. Like, on that one-inch line. They probably should be, like, at least 6-2. and two. They should have beaten Florida State. They didn't have a kicker that missed a field goal, like a twenty-three yard field goal. A guy that literally just grabbed off the street prior to that game. They beat Florida State. They also um, completely missed a, a blitz pickup on that on in that game and got Kate Clubin killed. He foamed the ball. Florida State picks up runs back for a touchdown. That doesn't happen. Florida State doesn't win that game. They foamed the ball inside the red zone multiple times against Duke in week one. They did the same against NC They, they turned the ball over. To lose to NC State, NC, they all gained NC State almost like two to one in that game. But it doesn't matter. You can turn the ball over. So if can, if Clemson can just not turn the ball over, I think they're better than Notre Dame. I think they have a better roster. Neither offense is good. I actually kind of like the under in this game too. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna stay I'm gonna say with just Clemson plus three here. Neither of, offense has been dynamics. Two really good defenses. I think Clemson has better personnel. I just do. They have better personnel. I think at home, let's not forget, guys, Clemson is really hard to beat at home. They had an insane winning streak prior to losing to Florida State, like a 40-something game winning streak at home before they lost to Florida State. They're still really, really tough to beat at home. I think this is a circle the wagons game for Clemson. Actually, I'm embarrassed I've left this until now. I love this play. I love Clemson plus three. This might be my favorite play of the entire week. I could be wrong here. Of course, I can always be wrong. But give me Clemson plus three, Charlie.
1: All right, you ready to go over? Yeah, let's read them. All right, I have Ole Miss minus 3 versus Texas A&M. Nebraska minus 3 at Michigan State. Georgia Tech plus 2 at Virginia. FSU minus 21.5 at Pitt. Oregon State minus 13.5 at Colorado. LSU plus 3 at Bama. Arby and Air Force under 31.5. For my parlay, Duke over Wake. Penn State over Maryland. Auburn over Vandy. West Virginia over BYU for plus 150. And my upset special is Kansas State over Texas.
0: Charlie, I gotta say, I'm loving this spreadsheet. This is beautiful. It makes it so much easier for me. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, oh so wonderful birthday gift.
1: Happy birthday!
0: 31st birthday. Let's go. All right. Ole Miss minus three versus Texas A&M. Ole Miss, Texas A&M under 53 and a half. LSU minus plus three. Charlie, let's fix that. LSU plus three. Mistake. I got. I got. I got you. I gotta fix. LSU plus three against Bama. Give me Washington minus three. On the road against USC, Florida minus 5.5 versus Arkansas. FSU over 35 team total against Pitt. Boston College plus 3 at Syracuse. Northwestern plus 5 at home against Iowa. Michigan over 41. Over Purdue. Give me Oregon State, minus 13 at Colorado. UCF, minus four against Cincinnati. Give me Kansas State, plus four against Texas. Army Air Force, under 31 and a half. I don't know about that one. That one's low, but we'll play it. Give me Kentucky, minus five at Miss State. Give me Fresno State, minus three versus Boise. Clemson, plus three versus Notre Dame. There's a lot of picks, guys. That's probably the most I've had all year. Uh, Parlay, Florida, Utah, Louisville, Kentucky, all money line to win straight up, plus 235 odds. Upset specials, give me... LSU over Bama. Go Tigers. Give me K-State over Texas. Northwestern over Iowa. Clemson over Notre Dame. So, guys, I'm feeling good this week, too. Hope we make this three big weeks in a row, continue this hot streak. But, of course, more than anything, let's go dogs! Let's get this done. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Hope you guys have a fantastic football Saturday. If you're coming to the game, have a heck of a time. Stay warm out there. But for Charlie, I'm Tyler. And, of course, as always, go dogs!